Well, good morning and welcome everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another episode of the servingrealestateinvestors.com series that we're doing of webinars, Substack, podcasts, all that stuff. So today we're going to go over a interesting concept that those who are serving real estate investors as clients will definitely want to teach to their investor clients, explain to their investor clients, help them analyze and understand what's going on and help them improve what they're trying to do. And that is return on equity, return on equity. So I, I think most real estate investors, even some of the newer ones, understand the idea of return on investment. They, they, get the, they get it intuitively that they're going to invest some type of money, whether that's in time and energy and a little bit of money up front or you know, large down payments and putting up something, and they expect to get a return on that investment that they're making. They expect to be able to calculate, hey, look, I am getting this amount of money back by investing this amount of time and energy and money into doing a deal. That's pretty intuitive to most real estate investors, even the brand new ones. They definitely understand that. Where I think most new real estate investors, especially new real estate investors, what they don't get is this idea of the returns they're earning on an asset that they've owned for any period of time, more than just the initial purchase. Like if they own it for you know two years or so, like how do you think about what the return you're earning is on a property that you've owned for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, whatever it is. And really how we typically think about that is return on equity. The other way to ask it is this. If you were, if you were gonna sell this property, how much money would you walk away with? And what returns are you earning on the money that you currently would walk away with? So you think about how much the property is appreciating, how much you're paying down the debt in the property, how much cash flow you're getting, what are the tax benefits of owning that property? You know, if you really want to get complicated, the amount of reserves you're earning on the property, you think about all the different returns we've talked about. We talked about the return quadrants in the past, and you think about these are the returns I'm earning, and then you want to think about, okay, so I'm earning this amount of returns, but the, the fact that I put you know, $500 to buy this property 30 years ago when I, when I bought a property, you know, for $500 down, that's no longer relevant. It's no longer germane to the discussion we're having today where the return we're earning on stuff. Now we need to think about the, all the stuff that we're earning on how much we have in the deal right now. And the amount we have in the deal right now is your equity in your property. This is the way to think about it. And I'm not going to go into the weeds right now and talk about, you know, true net equity and, you know, your equity after all the expenses of getting at the equity. I'm going to give you like the really basic version of this so that you can help. You know, you'll want to go dig in and really understand it at a different level. But this is sort of like to give you the idea and then explain to you that, look, if you're going to be working with investors, you really are, you really should be concerned about this concept of return on equity for them and how you can help them understand and capitalize and really um, take advantage of what happens with return on equity over time and what they should be doing about that. Okay, so what is return on equity? The traditional return on equity calculation, this is just a, it's, it's kind of a, a bastardization of my return quadrants, right? When we talk about my return quadrants, we talk about, you know, the appreciation and the cash flow and the debt pay down and the cash flow from depreciation. And we talk about all the four areas of return that we're getting. And then when we, when we do like a version of this for return on equity, we just divide that by the equity. But this is showing you the equation for it. So we look at how much appreciation you earned on the property, 
that year, how much cash flow you earned on it, how much debt pay down, and how much cash flow from depreciation, the tax benefits. We add all those up, and that, the, the, the sum of all four of those become the total return. Now, we have the total return divided by the total amount of equity. But what does equity really consist of? It consists of the property value, the after-repaired value, if you're buying a property, but really the property value, minus whatever your mortgage balances are. So really, we're looking at this return on equity, the total return on equity as the sum of all the areas of return divided by the equity we have in your property. And this is like the most simplest version of this, right? The, the simple version is you look at all the different returns you're earning and you look at the return you're getting on that. Now, what happens though is, even though appreciation tends to increase over time and your cash flow tends to improve and increase over time, your debt pay down tends to increase and improve over time until it gets paid off and then it goes to zero. And the amount of depreciation you get is static. It stays the same over time until you actually get past your depreciation period, you know, 27 and a half years when you're buying rental properties. Well, basically all of those tend to be increasing over time, but so does your equity. And your equity tends to increase faster than these increase is what tends to happen such that if we look at your return on equity over time, the return on equity, the amount of returns you're getting divided by the amount of equity tends to look like this, okay? It tends to look like it starts off really, really high. And as your equity builds up, even though appreciation is increasing and your cash flow is increasing and your debt pay down is increasing a little bit, eventually you get to the point though, where your amount of your paying down, the amount of return you're getting from debt pay down goes to zero. So this goes away. And the amount of return you're getting from your cash flow from depreciation, the tax benefits goes away and that goes to zero. And then what we're left over with is just your appreciation return and just your cash flow return. That's what we end up with when we have the property is free and clear and you're beyond your depreciation period. And then what's left over here is just kind of like your overall return. And it tends to statically normalize at whatever your raw, uh, unleveraged depreciation rate is and what your cash flow is on the property. So. Why am, I, why am I taking the time to be a little bit more technical than I am in other classes and teaching you this concept? The reason why is what you need to understand to help your real estate investor clients with is that their returns they're earning on their investment are actually going down over time until they get to the point where the property is paid off and their depreciation period is over. And then it's really just depreciation and just cash flow. And really what a lot of investors are interested with, interested in is being in this really steep, very high return on equity part of the curve. So one of the things you'll want to do with your clients is you'll want to sit down with them and understand what each of their properties are doing, how they're performing, like how much appreciation are they likely to get? How much are they paying down the debt? How much their cash flow is and how much the depreciation benefit is? And then look at that over how much equity they have in this property so that you can help them stay in this really high area of return by either selling the property and re-leveraging up or, you know, uh, re-leveraging the property, like you know, doing some type of refinance, like a cash out refinance or something like that, to be able to re-leverage up and get their return on equity improved and then redeploy that money. And a lot of times what it means is they will want to redeploy the money by buying additional rental properties with you. So whether you're doing a real, whether you're a real estate agent or you're a lender or you're an accountant, you know, by helping them understand the returns they're earning and why these returns go down and why they should try to optimize and get these higher returns, you can help them end up buying more properties with you or financing more properties with you or doing more, um, you know, tax returns on more rental properties or partnerships or whatever else they're trying to do. So you want to help them maximize their return, but it's just a side benefit of being able to uh, assist them in understanding this. Now, this is not a freebie. This is not like 
we should always be maximizing and leveraging up. It comes with additional risk. Whenever we measure risk, one of the kind of groups of risks that we measure are risks associated with how much debt load they have, you know, their debt to income or their uh, debt to net worth or their debt to account balance or liquidity, um, you know, like all those different measures of risk. When we re-leverage up our properties, when we add back in additional leverage to the properties by, you know, selling a property and then redeploying it by buying more properties with, you know, 20% down or 5% down if you're doing Nomad or whatever you're doing there, we're adding in or adding back in additional risk into the strategy. And so these are also conversations to have with your clients and explain to them, look, depending on where you are in your kind of goal of being financially independent, if you're getting closer to the end and you're really trying to de-risk your portfolio at that point, then maybe you don't kind of look at this return on equity. But if you're early on and you're really trying to get these maximum returns, kind of rocket booster type returns in order to do this, then we have those discussions with them. So really what I wanted to show you today is what is return on equity, why you should be concerned about it for your clients and helping them understand what the, what the benefits and how to utilize it are. And then that there are some risks associated with them re-optimizing for return on equity over time. Um, and you should go dig into return on equity. We've got some classes for investors. Go check those out on the other site. But basically, you should be looking at this and understanding it and helping your investor clients because it can lead into you really seeing significant additional business for you. And it is super helpful and super valuable to your clients. You know, there's uh, in the Ninja Selling book or the Ninja Selling course by uh, Larry Kendall, um, he talks about this idea of doing like annual reviews for your clients, where you reach out to your clients at least once a year and you say, hey, I uh, wanted to just sit down with you and go over your real estate portfolio just to make sure you understand what's happening with your portfolio and make sure that we're you know, doing everything to do that. And at that point, you usually pull comparables for their uh, all the different properties they have, you know, the neighborhoods, and you show them where the value is. But really, I think for real estate investor clients, it's an extension of that idea from the Ninja Selling book. It's really sitting down with them once a year and going over their portfolio from a real estate investing perspective. Let's look at the areas of returns you've got. Appreciation, debt pay down, cash flow, the tax benefits of owning, of, of, of owning rental properties, depreciation, and then looking at where they are on this return on equity curve and seeing, look, okay, you know, what is your ideal like target return that you want to earn on your real estate investments? You know, are, are you wanting to be above 15%? Are you wanting to be above 10%? Are you wanting to be above 20%? And you may actually have to go look at their portfolio and say, look, you've owned this property for five or six years. Now you're starting to approach that 20% overall level of return. We want to get you back up to that, you know, 30, 40, 50%, whatever the numbers are in your marketplace and the types of deals they're doing and how much they're putting down. You know, if you're doing Nomad, it's probably even more than that. But we have to go look at those and then decide to, okay, so in order to accomplish that, if you really do want to get these higher returns, then we would need to probably sell this property, redeploy the assets into other, um, you know, additional properties to re-leverage up. So you may need to go do like a 1031 exchange, or you may need to sell the properties to just pay the taxes on it. Or maybe you've lived in the property two out of the last five years and you want to redeploy that equity and you're taking advantage of those. So those are some of the things, some of the discussions we're having when we have this at least annual, in my opinion. And some people could probably do it more frequently depending on how actively they're buying and how actively they're really aggressively trying to achieve their goals. It could be more frequent, but usually it's about once a year you get together for these reviews. And in addition to that, 
you should teach a series of classes around this topic. And there's lots of different ways to approach it. There's the straight on return on equity classes, but then there's also all the like classes of, you know, 1031 exchanges and re-leveraging up and parlaying your properties, you know, one property to two properties, to four properties, to eight properties, like using some type of like, um, you know, kind of like sexy class topics in order to get people there where you talk about these concepts and you teach them all the different things related to that. Um, and then you do annual reviews for folks. Um, annual reviews can be a great way for you to trigger and generate additional business for you, but it is also a way for you to really establish yourself, um, you know, create lots of credibility, create lots of value for your existing clients by helping them understand what is going on in their portfolio, help them understand what's going on with value, look for opportunities to kind of optimize and improve that. You know, this is like that canvas strategy, doing things for them that is hard for them to do. Well, you have perspective, especially as you as you do five or 10 or 15 or 20 or 100 of these, where you start to see patterns of like, oh yeah, so half my clients are dealing with this issue related to insurance or half my clients are dealing with this you know, loan issue where they could be more optimized in their loan because, you know, interest rates have come way down since we got loans and most of them don't realize that. And so we could talk to them about how they can do all this stuff. So you start to see patterns and you could be a lot more helpful and more productive for folks. That's all I got. Hopefully you enjoyed this little mini class on return on equity and why it's important and why you should really focus in on this. If you are serving real estate investors and adding value to them, optimizing their portfolios for them, and helping them achieve their goals, but it's also beneficial to you, which I mean, it's, it's not like, doesn't have to be just good for them and not good for you. It's really good for them. And it also happens to be a, a really big boost to business for you, especially as you have existing clients and they need your help. That's all I got. Hope you enjoyed. That's all I have for today. Bye-bye for now.